Hey everyone, welcome to episode 119 of the Forbidden Planet International Podcast. I'm Peter and... <gasps> Who's that? Someone's with me today. Hello, this is Paul. Hello. How are you doing, Paul? I'm okay. How are you, Peter? I'm fantastic, yes. Fantastic. You make your own dicky bird jokes, folks. That's fine. We're here to give you a quick rundown of some of the exciting comics and graphic novels that are out this Wednesday. That's the 11th of December. 2019. Christmas is coming! And so it's this amazing list from DC. By the way, everything is out this week, folks. Everything. So much stuff. But let's not waste any more time. Here we go, from DC. We have Batman and the Outsiders, Batman Curse of the White Knights, Batman's Grave, Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child, Detective Comics, Dollar Comics, Tales of the Teen Titans Annual Number 3, Dollhouse Family, Doom Patrol, Far Sector, The Flash, The Flash Giant, Gotham City Monsters, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, Villain of the Year, Hawkman, House of Whispers, Justice League Odyssey, Ocean Master, Year of the Villain, Ruby, Supergirl, Superman, Tales of the Dark Multiverse, The Judas Contract, Titans Burning Rage, and Wonder Twins. I'm going to go for a lie down after that. That was some list. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so much, so much great stuff. I think basically both stuff. both DC and Marvel are ramping up stuff Absolutely. to get it out in time before Christmas. And yeah, tons of great things. I'll give you some of the highlights from DC. We have Batman Detective Comics. This seems to be a one-shot. Orphans by Tom Taylor, who we've talked about a lot on the show. Uh, his stuff has been epic of late. Uh, Fernando Blanco is the artist in this, and it looks absolutely stunning. Just flicking through it, it's very kind of... I'd almost say David Masakeli, like the wee touch of cartooniness in it as well. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of fun. Admittedly, you know, when I first looked at it, I thought, is this continuing on the Mr. Freeze storyline? Because it is set in winter, Batman's surrounded by snow, but of course, no, uh, this is its own new story. So yeah, pick that up. It's a nice one shot. It's fun. Check it out. Also this week, we have the Batman's Grave issue three from the amazing team of Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch. Yeah, I don't need to talk any more about that because I'm sure you've read one and two. And as you know, they were fantastic. Terrific. Indeed. The Judas Contract is a classic, classic Teen Titans story. And you're getting a big treat this week because we've got Tales of the Dark Multiverse, the Judas Contract, out this week. And also we have a dollar comic reprint of Tales of the Teen Titans Annual 3, which is the conclusion of that classic original Judas Contract storyline. If you have never read this, folks... Now is your chance because this changed the Titans forever. I love the Judas Contract. It's a fantastic storyline, so make sure, make sure you check that one out. Also, this week we have an amazing one-shot, a fun shot. It is Harley Quinn's Villain of the Year, written by, as you know, one of my favourite writers, Mark Russell. If you haven't heard my interview with Mark Russell, it's back in episode 100, so feel free to jump back and check that out. But not yet, wait until I tell you more about this. Uh, yeah, this is art by Mike Norton, and he's including such amazing characters as Grant Morrison's Flamingo. Did you ever think you'd see the Flamingo again? Never. I love the Flamingo, it's just so utterly ridiculous. And someone who knows how to do ridiculous very well, two people who know how to do ridiculous very well are Mark Russell and Mike Norton. So <laughs> yes, Harley Quinn's Villain of the Year. Artwork is incredible on that. Oh yeah, I love Mike Norton, he's absolutely brilliant. I met him at a con uh, last year and he got some amazing sketches from him. He's such a nice guy. And if you're ever at a con, folks, and you meet, meet Mike Norton, make sure you get one of his pug prints. He does these amazing, like, <laughs> uh, like superheroes as pugs prints. They're just phenomenal. They're hilarious. The Aquaman ones, 
particularly good. Uh, yeah, so yes, that's out this week. Uh, also out this week we have the second issue of Far Sector, and that's the Green Lantern tale that's under the Young Animal label. Yes, so check that out if you love the DC Cosmic stuff. It is a great read. I've got two more I want to cover in DC, and well, there's tons out this week, sorry about this. We have a brand new Dark Knight Returns series. Yes, the Dark Knight Returns. 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 <laughs> with The Golden Child, part one. Uh, Frank Miller and Raphael Grandpa, whose art is just mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. I really like uh, Grandpa's stuff. It's so good. There's a Batman black and white statue with uh, done in his style, which is just phenomenal. But yeah, this is fantastic stuff. Uh, yeah, and again, it's more mad uh, future Batman shenanigans. It's great. Enjoy it. Here we go. Finally, finally, from DC. This is the one. This is the one that Bendis has been uh, leading up to. Uh, it's a bit of a giveaway in the cover. The cover is Superman revealed to the world, and you see Superman standing there. You see Clark Kent's glasses in his hand and his suit in his other hand. What could possibly happen? A press conference could possibly happen. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, folks, do not do not miss this issue because this is a big, big game changer. Not just for Superman, but for the DC universe in its entirety. Uh, yeah. It's going to sell out fast, I think, so make sure you get it. So there we go. Ah, finally, oh, I'll mention one more thing. Yes, Hawkman. Hawkman, the best comic that you are not reading is out this week. So yes, make sure you read it because it's phenomenal. There we are, Robert, Robert Venditti, sensational. There you go. <laughs> right, I have rambled on enough. Paul, what have you got for us from Marvel this week? Okay, very big shoes to fill there, Peter. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> so this week from Marvel, we have the continuation of Aero. Age of Conan Valeria. The amazing Mary Jane continues this week. From Annihilation Scourge, we have the Better Ray Bill and Silver Surfer. Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda. Captain America. Captain Marvel. Part of the 2099 saga, we have Doom, Fallen Angels. Fantastic Four. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Ghost Rider. Giant-sized Defenders, The Immortal Hulk, Marvel's Avengers Iron Man, Miles Morales' Spider-Man, Morbius, New Mutants, Punisher Soviet, The Savage Sword of Conan, continuing again the 2099 saga is Spider-Man himself, Spider-Verse, Star Wars Doctor Aphra, Star Wars Target Vader, Strike Force, the return of the symbiote Spider-Man with alien reality. Yay. A lot from the true believers this week with the Annihilation tie-in, starting with Man-Wolf in space, Nova, Omega Unknown, and Quasar. Yay. Back over to Valkyrie, Jane Foster, X-Force, and Yondu. Whoa. Mm-hmm. A lot from Marvel this week. Tons from Marvel, even more than DC. <laughs> and I thought DC had a big list. DC had a massive so list. So what are we looking forward to from the House of Ideas? So my highlights for the week this week would start with the living vampire himself, Morbius. Hey. Second issue, coming off of that fantastic issue he had last time. First issue was crazy. The Melter. Uh, the Melter. The, who uh, was who would have thought you'd see the Melter in a Morbius comic? <laughs> what? Madness is that? Michael seems to have the cards kind of stacked against him this time, but yeah, fantastic comic book, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Very good. Moving on to Ghost Rider, 
who has had an amazing start. The return of Johnny Blaze, who is now the King of Hell. Right, of course. Yes, yes of course. This The new style, the new skill, everything about the artwork in this series mm. is is perfect, and the story itself is... Yeah, Ed Breeson's really yes, putting together yes. a, great, uh, a great story here. I can't stress enough of why this should be read. Good. This, this is perfect. Indeed. So I'm going to jump on to Avengers Iron Man 1. This is part of the new Gamerverse that started with Spider-Man. So for the new Avengers video game mm-hmm. set for release next year, this is the first official prequel. Excellent. Um, so far, it looks fantastic. You know, you've got your, your typical Tony Starkness in there. Uh, I've had a quick glance through, and it seems to be gelling quite well. You've got the Beetle in there. I saw the Beetle. Yeah. Yes, oh, indeed I you do. Yes. Indeed. Great character. So Punisher Soviet, written by the fantastic... Garth Ennis. With this amazing art in it as well from Jason Burroughs. Thank you very much, yes. Peter. <laughs> yes, the Absolutely. artwork is what I was literally about to speak <laughs> oh, about. Sorry, is sorry. incredible. Mm-hmm. Possibly my favourite of the new releases this coming week. Ah, okay. uh, the artwork is stunning in here. I really enjoyed the first issue and again, looking forward to seeing where it goes. Good Jumping on to Spider-Man real quick. The return of the symbiote suit again for yes. the second time this year. This time of alien reality. Now, we've already had the Morbius storyline. Mm-hmm. We have Hobgoblin. We do indeed. Have you read this yet? I haven't read it I, yet. I read this earlier on. I loved it. it okay, that, yeah. that is great news. Peter David writing, Greg Land on art, and Greg Land's artwork is looking fantastic in Fantastic. This. I, uh, I don't want to skip through. I want, I want, to, I want to sit and enjoy it. No, no big spoiler, but the first uh, big villain you see in it is uh, Craven. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. Wow. It's, it's, I love Craven as well. Oh, especially uh, when it comes but, to the black suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it is proper symbiote uh, black suit. It's yeah. not just like his black cloth suit. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yes. Like the Amazing Spider-Man And it, it goes in a very interesting direction. So yeah, please make sure you check that out, folks, because it does look like it's going to be amazing. Uh, Peter Davis stuff's always, always entertaining. Uh, oh, actually, no, not entertaining. <laughs> there you go. Bonus, bonus. Okay. Stan Lee's top magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and I'm going to wrap this week's up with the 2099 saga. Hey. Uh, we have Miguel's Spider-Man jumping into action this week, as well as Doom himself. Is it Doom himself? Who knows? Could we, could may to... well be. Over on the Spider-Man side, of course, it is written by the amazing and extremely talented Nick Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fantastic. Written by the amazingly talented Nick Spencer. Incredible writer. Probably my favourite just now. Anybody that knows me knows my enthusiasm behind Archie. So it's great course, having Nick yes. on board with that. M- but more on Archie later, I believe. He's, oh, plenty more on Archie. <laughs> but his, his Spider-Man run is incredible. And the fact that he's doing Spider-Man 2099 is it's a bit of a dream for myself. I've Absolutely. always been a fan of Miguel. So very excited to have a read at this when I get home. And then over to Doom. Doom. Written Doom. by Chip Zdarsky. Who is on fire right now. What a writer. My goodness. As I said earlier, is it Doom? Is it, is it is a it, future is it? version of Doom? Is it a past version of Doom? You don't Who have knows? to wait 80 years to find out. Yes, I will not be saying any more on that because this series does not deserve any form of spoiler. It just deserves to be read. So fantastic! That's where I'll leave that. Good show. There we go. So that is. Oh, actually, there's one Marvel I'm going to mention as well. Fire away. There's. I read. Quick read at Fantastic Four earlier on, and there's a bit of a interesting twist at the end. Okay. Uh, which for long time FF uh, readers or FF enthusiasts, 
Uh, you, you might be interested in checking out. Yeah, so yeah, Fantastic Four this week is definitely, definitely a, a game changer for the wow. FF. Wow. And an I a game changer and eye opener. How about oh, wow. that? Okay. There we okay. go. So yeah, it's one that does tend to fly under some people's radar if you're not quite into the FF. But yeah, this is this is really cool. This one. There we are. That's Marvel. Few other titles going to mention in passing from Image this week. We have the fourth part of Trees: Three Fates. That's uh, one more to go after this, the penultimate issue out now. Also from Boom this week, we have Buffy the Vampire Slayer Hellmouth on its third issue as well. Uh, and IDW have been building up to this for a long time, for eight years, I believe. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issue 100. Wow. Cowabunga. Wow. It's a lovely square-bound oversized issue. So yeah, if you're a fan of the Turtles... Uh, jump on it. It's the conclusion of City of War and it looks to be a classic. Kevin Eastman writing, Tom Waltz and great, great Dave Waxer art in it as well. So yeah, Turtles this week. Uh, a couple of I'm going to mention and I think you're going to talk about some Archie for us. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Deja Thoris, a new series from from Dynamite tying into the whole Warlord of Mars universe is starting this week. And of course, one more I'm going to mention is The Goon. The Goon's out this week as well, folks, so make sure if you're a fan of that, you do not miss it. Now tell us about some Archie then, Paul. Okay, so this week in the wonderful world of Riverdale, we have Archie's Christmas Spectacular, which is a nice wee classic tale, uh, classic artwork, you know, the, the Archie that everybody grew up and loved, just having some Christmas fun with, right. his, with the gang. Always you know, good, always Maybe good. a Christmas dinner at Pops, who knows? Very festive. Over to Archie 1955, though. This is issue three of a fantastic series written by Mark Wade, who, in my opinion, is the man that has saved and given more life to Archie. If it wasn't for Wade, there would be no Riverdale. There you go. The TV the series, TV that it, would, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be happening. Strong words. Uh, he saved Archie. I, like, I would never have stopped reading Archie, chances are, but he gave Archie so much life. Mm. And the fact that he's kind of moved on to spin-offs, yeah. while, as I says, Nick Spencer does main Archie, it's, it's great knowing that he's still part of the family. If you like, uh, this is his second time he did the 40s series at the beginning of the year. Well, it ended Mm. at the beginning of the year, and that was fantastic. So this is kind of like a loose sequel spin-off to that. It's 1955. It's the birth of rock and roll. The Archies of... In fact, no, I'm not going to tell you. You're you're just going to have to read it. (laughs) There we are. Archie 1955 out this Wednesday. Now let's move on to some graphic novels and collected editions. So let's kick things off with... Right, I won't lumber you with the song, okay? I know, I want to hear it. <laughs> well, yeah, if you hear the song, that's fine. Uh, Derek isn't here, he created this song, uh, and I've continued the tradition. We have got, it's from Marvel, and Epic Collection of the Week. Yes, <laughs> it is X-Force Volume 2, Executioner's Song. Yep, this is 90s madness at its best. This not only has got X-Force in it, it's also got all the Executioner Song tie-ins to it as well. So you have Cable, Blood and Metal, Uncanny X-Men, X-Factor, X-Men itself, uh, the X-Force issues, funnily enough, Strife's Strike File, try saying that five times fast, (laughs) and an issue of New Warriors as well. So you don't miss out on any of this mental, mental storyline. Tons of fun to be had for all you 90s enthusiasts right there in this epic collection. And sticking with those muties, uh, out this week we have the lovely big hardcover collection of a little thing called House of X. 
And Powers of X. Now, bearing in mind, Powers of X was actually X stood for 10. So I was thinking of abbreviating this to either Hoxpox or Hoxpoten. <laughs> so what do you think would be better then? Hawksbox, Hawksbox, yeah, no, Hawksbox, Hawksbox, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so Hawksbox is out this week. Uh, yeah, this is the full series. It's an oversized hardcover. It's a complete game. We said game changer a lot this episode, yeah. but it is a complete game changer for uh, the Marvel mutant version. This episode's a game changer, and it is indeed. Yeah. Uh, so yes, it has got the full run of House of X and Powers of X collected by obviously Jonathan Hickman writer and you've got some amazing work from other talented people on here Pepe Larraz R.B. Silva oh god so many other people watching it it's so good beautiful book one glorious hardcover collection if you've missed the issues that we're holding off for the collection then it's out now if you know someone who's a fan of those mutants then it's a perfect Christmas present that's all I'm saying yeah Hawkspox or Hawks Pretend out this week. <laughs> out this week. Uh, what do you have for us, Bob? Okay, so I have the latest issue of Marvel Masterworks, this time collecting the Fantastic Four issues 232 through to 240, and including an annual number 16 and Fantastic Four Roast number one hey. by the fantastic John Byrne. Indeed, this, indeed, this indeed. is great stuff. This is the start of Burns classic run on FF, and to be honest, there's like only a few people who have had mega amazingly successful runs. There's Stan and Jack, obviously, mm-hmm. and I think most people would say that John Burns' run is pretty much second in everyone else's book. Absolutely, uh, it's a phenomenal run. And the brilliant thing about this as well is, as as Bob was saying there, it also includes the Fantastic Four roast, which is uh, by uh, Fred Hembeck, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> And I'm so glad to see that's actually reprinted. It's, it's amazing. I'm very intrigued by that myself. Yeah, it is great stuff. I love Hembeck's work, and to get any of it in print is, is so good. So, yes, uh, FF, sorry, I just jumped all over you there. Don't be silly. Uh, no, so, yes, you, you Marvel Masterworks uh, yeah. out this week. Okay, and jumping back onto the X Men bandwagon here, we have Shatter Shot. And this massive hardback, I'll do a Peter here and I'll chat the book. It's a big omnibus for all you omnibus collectors. <laughs> this collects the uh, 1991 X-Men issues 17 through to 24. It also includes a 1992 annual, as well as two annuals from the Uncanny X-Men. X-Men Survival Guide to the Mansion, as well as an X-Men Anniversary magazine. Good stuff. Yeah, Fantastic. Massive stuff right here. <laughs> Lots of, again, great 90s fun there. So if you... Lots and lots of writers as well, but I've mm-hmm. just clocked uh, a Mr. Dan Slott in there. Oh, yeah, yeah I like Dan Slott's in there. Horrific writer. Good, good, yeah. Super. I've got a few quick hits I'm going to go through. Um, the latest volume of Firefly is out, and again, a glorious hardcover. It's a Unification War. Greg Pack and Dan McDade, two amazing talents working on that. And everyone loves Firefly. It's great. <laughs> uh, also this week, we the network have... Didn't. Well, <laughs> I apologise. <laughs> Get out. Uh, <laughs> also this week we have, for fans of classic British comics, from Shiver and Shake and Whoopi, we have Ken Reed's Worldwide Weirdies. Now, Ken Reed was a classic uh, British comic illustrator and his stuff is just so much fun. It's very, very cartoony. It's very much in the style of kind of Sergio Aragones. Uh, that kind of uh, artwork it's just fun it's creepy, it's weird you know, it's never nasty it's just just really good fun this is actually a collection of his pin-ups 
from Worldwide Weirdies, which basically is almost horror-esque takes on worldwide landmarks. This is actually from uh, collected from October 1974 through to November 1976. So yeah, if you, again, it's a great stocking stuffer. If you if you know someone that uh, enjoyed those comics back then, this is definitely a good thing to have. Uh, yes, another thing I've got here is the Treasury Edition of Silver Surfer Black. Now, Treasury Edition is just like a really quite tall, oversized comic, yeah. basically. Uh, yeah, and Silver Surfer Black was a great series. Did you read Silver Surfer Black? It was Black? incredible. Yeah. yeah. Donny Cates writing, Trad Moore's art is phenomenally good. Donny's actually the gentleman that got me into collecting comic books. I oh. was more of a spin-off collector, if you like. All right, okay, there you so go. I, I collected miniseries before mm-hmm. Mr. Donny Cates. There you go. Exciting. Thanos. Oh, of course, it's yeah. Nice run. yeah. Great stuff. Uh, Dave Stewart's colours as well really bring the whole thing to life. And again, because this is like an oversized collection, the artwork just shines in it. It's just, it's a really, really good story as well. Um, and this is the format to get it in. Single issues are great, but this really gives it the treatment. And yeah, it's a joy. It's the same size as like the X-Men Grand Design books. That we, if you've seen them, you know exactly what we're getting with this. And yeah, The cover's fun. incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, if, if you missed this out first time round, then yeah, there's no excuse now. And it, it would also make a great Christmas present. So there we are. Absolutely. Fantastic. Do you have anything else there? or I do indeed. I have the hardback deluxe edition oh, of the Green Lantern Rebirth oh, hey. by the incredibly talented Jeff Johns. This is the storyline that's brought Hal back. Indeed. indeed yeah. Death was only the beginning. <laughs> so yeah, this was uh, basically kicking off really Jeff Johns' massive, massive Green Lantern run. Uh, but here it is, and again, lovely, it's, you'd think it's Christmas time or something, uh, all these lovely collector's editions that are coming out for people of classic storylines. So yes, this is it. This is uh, really, if you don't have this story and you're a Green Lantern fan, you're missing out. It's a phenomenal story, and it does get Hal back to his roots, and it really uh, kicks off uh, the Jeff Johns era of Green Lantern, which was, a, a, again, another classic run. So, well, exciting things. Uh, I've only got two more I'm going to talk about. One very quickly. One of my favourite comic series of all time. All time. It's getting the omnibus treatments. Omnibus and it weighs a ton. Oh, I forgot honest. to chat my Green Lantern hardback. <laughs> the rhymes. There's always time later. <laughs> this is the complete, in one volume, Why the Last Man. Have you ever read Why the Last Man? Can't say that I have, oh, no. It's it's epic. Absolutely epic. Brian K. Vaughan's the writer and uh, Pia Guerra's uh, the artist on it and it's just so phenomenally good. The premise is one day for some reason, you don't find out why, it's not in the beginning of theories, all of the males on the planet Earth die, apart from this guy and his monkey. Uh, <laughs> and it, it sounds for you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but it's what a lucky it's, man. It's great you would think, but no. Well uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, no, this is phenomenally good. It's uh, a really, really fascinating study of loads of things. Uh, trauma, uh, disasters, people coping, society, how civilization works, uh, paranoia. It's so much is in here. So much. And it's just told phenomenally well. And it's got a killer ending. It's brilliant. Wow. It's so, wow. so ridiculously good. Yeah, it's one of my favourite series of all time. It's just a perfect encapsulation of that time. And, oh, yeah. If I didn't have them already, I'd be so tempted just to get them. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't have it, folks, and you like uh, any of Brian K. Vaughan's work, 
then yeah, this is this is what to get. This is all one big volume, all done in one. It looks beautiful on your shelf. Uh, why the last man? Why not? Yes. There you go. It's a great title. Indeed. So finally, finally, oh, this is it. This is the swan song of Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill. Apparently, uh, <laughs> they, they, have, they have said this before. Uh, this is League of Extraordinary Gentlemen: The Tempest, the final. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen series out collected in one gorgeous hardcover. Uh, this was fast. Did you read the latest League series? I haven't read the latest. Okay, no, cool. No, it's... I only purchased the first one this year. Oh, really? Okay. So, oh, wow. Yeah. You've got some amazing reading ahead. Yes, you? I do indeed. This series is fascinating because each single issue is done kind of like in a different comic style. It's something that can only be done in a comic, and it's just I mean one of them was kind of done in like a classic illustrated style uh, and then there's another one that's kind of done in 2000 AD uh, it's just it's, it's phenomenal like the Joker Harley issue one that's various a... different styles on every page oh okay ah there you yeah. go exciting half the fun with this is also playing spot the reference because both uh, Moore and Neil litter the entire book with little easter eggs for fans of not just comics but you know of all uh, kind of cult things Yes, for example, when there's a Thirty Rock reference in wow. in one of the, the Century uh, books. There's West Wing references. There's a Twenty Four reference, uh, and, and that there was uh, Doctor Who references abound. There's quite a few of them actually. Uh, yeah, there's just so much that they just like drop in. There's a there's a Doctangan reference <laughs> in, in one of their books. It's just like what. And it's just if if you pick up on these things, it just adds so much. To it. it doesn't take away from from the story if you don't. You know, if you don't pick up on it, but uh, if you do get it, then it's like it just has an extra layer on it, and it's just absolutely fascinating. There's people out there on those internets that uh, annotate the entire thing. So if you want to do a bit of research and track down exactly, you know what uh, what the inspiration was for for these stories, then yeah, it's it's all out there. Just you know, just check that. So there we go. That kind of wraps up the graphic novel section. Moving on to some news this week. Uh, trailers have dropped for Wonder Woman and Black Widow. I've not seen them. I don't intend to see them because I don't like watching trailers. You don't trailer? Okay. I don't trailer. Have you, have you seen trailer? them? I have indeed. Have you enjoyed I have them? Indeed. I have enjoyed them. Good. I have enjoyed them. I had to get Derek to explain a few things to me at first. I didn't understand Wonder Woman's <laughs> sudden change of apparel. Ah, okay. <laughs> but now I do. Now there I do. Uh, so that's, that's the good news. The only other news we have this week is quite sad. We've just heard of the passing of uh, Rennie Aubergenois, the actor who played Constable Odo on yes. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Fantastic actor. I met him once at a con. He was amazing. He was really nice and really great with it, everyone he spoke to. But see, when I was looking back at some of the characters he'd played, it's it's phenomenal, as well as uh, Odo is probably better known as playing Clayton Endicott III in Benson, <laughs> which I loved as a boy. That was great. He's also a regular in Boston Legal and uh, and so many other like cult and genre things he was in. He was in Batman Forever as Dr. Burton. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, uh, he's done tons of voice work as well. He was Chef Louis in The Little Mermaids. I was not aware of that. There you go. Fantastic. He was in Avatar Last Airbender. He was in the Savage Dragon cartoon. <laughs> he's been in Batman the Animated Series. He played the sad in the Super Friends and, and the Super Powers uh, cartoons. That's phenomenal. He's also done stuff for the GoBots. Uh, all sorts of stuff. When you look back in his IMDb, it was incredible, whatever they did. He's probably best known for playing uh, Father Mulcahy in, in, in the movie version of, of MASH. Mm-hmm, but of uh, yeah, Rennie Obergenois, a true, a true gent. He was a really fantastic actor. 
and a really nice person yeah. in person. It's just one of those faces that was always just part of, I think, everybody's childhood, yeah. regardless. So, and he, he guest starred in pretty much every one of those like 80s TV shows, like yeah. A-Team and stuff like that. He was in pretty much all of those, at least in one episode. Uh, it was crazy. So, yeah, sad news, but uh, yeah, go and meet these heroes, folks. If you're ever at a con, make sure you go up, say hello, because, yeah. uh, you know, no, no one's going to last forever. So there we go. Yes, René Aubergenois. Thank you very much, Constable Odo. Now, our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and almost everywhere else that you can find podcasts. And if you enjoy it, why not give us a rating and review? Because it helps other people find the show. And as ever, if you can't make it into a store, then you can order from our website at forbiddenplanet.co.uk. Or if you're one of our American listeners, you can order from fpnyc.com. And if you have any questions for us or comments on the podcast, then email us at fpipodcast at gmail.com. And we might even give you a shout out on the show. Let us know if you prefer Hoxpox or Hoxpotent. Uh, <laughs> you know, abbreviations are important, folks. Absolutely. So, that's us. So, we've been here for Bidden Planeteers this week. Indeed, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, good night, goodbye, good day, good morning, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. So, until then, enjoy, enjoy those comics. comics. That's just the right level of cheese. That was perfect. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Fantastic. Cowabunga. Wow. Get out.